I'm Drea. I'm Meg. I'm Tina. And I'm Jess. And this is Pardon My Stash. Welcome to Pardon My Stash, a podcast about knitting within the fiber arts and how awesome it is. Before we get into today's topics, let's talk about what we're working on this week, Tina. I am working on the Ingles sweater for Rhinebeck. It is by Caitlin Hunter. I am working with a DK weight yarn in gray, dark gray, and red. And I am about like three rows from the collar work. Yay. Jess, what you got? I am still plugging away at this border of the Shalloween. But I changed it up a bit because I realized some of my issue was doing the edging on circulars. I kept twisting my circular needle into everything. So I just got a double point and put a point protector on it and I'm doing it that way. And there is less tangling already, so I'm not getting frustrated. A plus. Yeah, that's what I'm working on. Halloween, Heather's a party. What yarn are you using? Dragon Horde and Butterbeer and the Wild Hunt. What you got, Meg? So I have. I'm on the last sleeve of my Jazzagal sweater. Um, I'm not w- doing it tonight because I need a break. It's a lot of stock in it. That's fair. <clears throat> um, so I am working on the Pebble Beach shawl by Helen Stewart in uh, Critical Hit Dyes Rogue Fingering in the colorway Vivian. How about you, Drea? <laughs> <laughs> Let's make this super awkward tonight. I was waiting for somebody to ask me. <laughs> you should have been like, what about me? <laughs> what about you, Drea? Well, I am working on... Um, so I am still plugging away on my Rhinebeck sweater. I am doing the Adventurous Cardigan by Hoji Locatelli. And I'm using Cloudborne Fibers Pima Cotton DK. In a nice cranberry color. It's called burgundy. Oh, well, sorry. <laughs> I, I would have thought cranberry. Too. That is, I think burgundy, I think more of a purple. Yeah. No, they called this one bur- yeah, burgundy. Yeah, you know, you see that a lot, like yarn colors. Yeah. They're like, that's not a sky That's not blue. the color that I would have chosen. That is not but new. It, it is what it is. Better um, than when they just use numbers. Mm. My my color my yarn is in numbers. That's why Ooh, I keep in the calling colorway it. one two three <laughs> seven. Literally, that's why I keep calling it gray, dark gray, and red because the numbers mm. are like one five two, and I'm like, oh, that means everything to everyone. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes they have hidden names, but it's such a pain to look them up. Uh, so. One five two is my personal favorite. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I just split for sleeves over the weekend. Hey. And- Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and let me tell you, uh, I had no idea how satisfying that was going to be. It's very satisfying. It's, it's pretty good. It is. It does feel good. If you would like to see pictures of our current projects or have more information about Pardon My Stash, be sure to check out our website, pardonmystash.com, for info, pics, patterns, and yarns. So for this week's topic, we've got Big summer blowout. Woo. <laughs> I don't have summer blowout music. Big summer blowout. <laughs> so uh, what does everybody's summer knitting look like? We can safely say that this summer has been our Rhinebeck summer. Yes. Yeah. We uh, have been utilizing the summer to prep for our fall festivals. Mm-hmm. What we're going to wear. Uh, I know we have a a couple of uh, events that we might be going to. 
but they're not solidified, so I'm not going to tell you exactly where. But, <laughs> but there uh, are plans. There are plans for in us, the making for us to have a booth with our stuffs somewhere, somewhere in the future. <laughs> and uh, so it's all prepping for that, you know. I mean, knitting and crochet and all of it is a slow practice, so we need to take our time doing it. Otherwise, we will be stressed balls. Yep. <laughs> See, but that's that hasn't just been summer though. Like I started my Rhinebeck sweater on like January second, which is not a like scorching recommendation of like how fast I knit. Generally I knit faster. I just got really, really bored. But I'll probably be knitting it for most of the summer, to be honest. Even though I have one sleeve left. I also like to prep for Christmas. Yes. Mm. In the summer? Yes. Yeah. Because I'm not getting as many I don't know what happens when like it hits like sub 50 degrees but then all of a sudden everyone's like oh you're a knitter right can you make me no. an entire <laughs> outfit absolutely not of knitted items no and i'm like why a knit tricks pretty much you know what? If Pat's listening to this, he just got an idea because he would l- he loves tracksuits. He does. My hus- no, I know. My husband There's adores tracksuits. Wears them every time we travel. Even in the car, the plane, it doesn't matter. It's a tracksuit. And yeah, we're quite the pair. Tracksuit, knitter, it works really well. But no knitted tracksuit. No, no. but now that that we've said it, I'm sure Pat's going to listen to this. I guess you're knitting a pair of pants. He is not a short gentleman. Those are going to be long pants. And he's going to be like, he's going to pick like fingering weight yarn from your stash and be like, I want tracksuit pants from this. Unfortunately, I only have one skein of that. So you're out of luck. You will have rainbow pants. Oh, wow. Zumbas. Zubas. Zubas. Bring those back. Yeah, I um, I like knitting the little stuff in the summer. I'm perfectly honest. This is supposed to be my easy time of the year where I'm not working. So I have more time for knitting over the summer. I generally get a lot more done quantity-wise. Um, that might not be the case this summer. But come the fall, I feel like I'm constantly running around and I'm constantly busy. So I kind of try to bang out a lot of the Christmas knitting over the summer just to make it easier so I'm not rushing. I wish I had the capacity to plan ahead like that. It's not even so much planning ahead. It's like most of my knitted gifts start out as like test knits. Yeah. And then I'm like, Mm. I know someone who would love this. Mm. I mean, my mom's Mother's Day gift was my Zuzu's petals from our last make along. Yeah. So it's not even that I'm like, crap, I have nothing to give somebody. Let me root around in the box. It's more... As I'm finishing it up, I'm like, oh, this person would love this. Or sometimes I pick the color deliberately to be like, so-and-so has a birthday coming up, and I bet they would like this. I have a birthday coming up. You don't say. I (laughs) don't say. (laughs) You don't say. Uh, So for me, my knitting doesn't really vary depending on the time of year. Um, I've knit blankets in the middle of summer. Like, whatever I'm working on is what I'm working on. I was in the Florida Keys with... Full, 100% wool, <laughs> white-faced woodland. <laughs> I was. That could have been worse. You could have had mohair. Uh, no. no or I will never. I will never have mohair. I know. I forgot. I'm sorry, You've people. I know. It's I, not know your I know. I know. Mohair, mohair, mohair. No, because like for the majority, like people like mohair. Like they like adding it to their project. It's I, soft. For majority, people like alpaca. <laughs> I don't like it. Sometimes you buy it, though. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> but yeah, up. I'm just not. I'm just yeah. No more. No more hair for me. That's okay. I do not change the types of yarn that I use during the summer. Yeah. But in general, when I make garments, I try to use cotton or cotton, like honestly cotton, because I sweat like crazy. And if, especially if I'm making, like I made like a halter top and I made it out of 100% wool and that was a horrible decision. I don't know why I did that to myself. You liked the yarn. It fits so nice. It's a learning experience. It fits perfectly. And it's, it's like very, very flattering. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, I wore it once. I think I wore it to your guys' old house. And then I just like, I lifted my armpits and there was just fur everywhere. <laughs> oh, no. I remember. Yeah. I do not remember that. So, um, so yeah, I haven't worn that recently. That's a shame. For obvious reasons. Um, but yeah, I hope uh, if I do make another summery top, I pick something that's a little bit more forgiving, not pilling, <laughs> not shedding. But I, I love that no matter... How many years we we knit, we still make these kinds of uh, mistakes, learning experiences all. Oh, yeah. Sometimes you just want to work with that yarn. Yeah. Yeah, even if it's not the best one for the project. No. But it just feels so darn good. But it feels right. Yeah. You, as you as you may or may not know from a previous episode, um, I use, for some reason, uh, terrible yarn when it comes to my projects, but I collect the nice yarn. So that halter top was not made in good yarn. Ooh, Tina. Nope. <laughs> it was not. <laughs> so you guys are sitting here, well, sometimes you need to use nice yarn. I'm like, it wasn't. I didn't know. <laughs> So you're just saying you have no excuse. I have absolutely no excuse. Tina. Yep. So I don't know how to take this because I just dyed 10 skeins of yarn Mm -hmm. (laughs) that you said you're going to make into a sweater. So I can take this one of two ways. Either you're never going to knit it or you think it's crap and you're like, I'm going to knit a sweater. (laughs) Oh my God. I didn't even think of that. I don't know how to take this. Okay. So maybe I can break the cycle, Meg, with your yarn. Um, I, I really, believe in you. I, I really don't believe. I really don't think you think it's crap. It was just funny. Usually, if I buy like Dre's yarn that she's using is a sweaters quantity that I bought from the grandpa's. Uh, you garage. usually buy sweater quantities from yeah. grandpa's garage, and whoops. it was because I knew I liked the yarn. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm going to do it this time. And then Drea was like, I need DK. And I was like, oh, I have that. Hold on. <laughs> so, which she's and making. I liked the color. Yeah. And she's making it a beautiful sweater out of it. So I have no complaints. But yeah. So I would like to, you know, actually use nice yarn and make a. Gr- I don't know make what's wrong nice. with me. Can anyone out in our podcast universe confirm that i am not the only person that does oh no you're not the only one i I think the major problem tina it's not even that you're not using the nice yarn it's that you have so much yarn that is discontinued Mm, or is limited edition it's one thing if you have nice yarn that you're like okay like a malabrigo or or something or a hedgehog or something like that where you're like okay i i love this color i don't want to knit it but i could get more of it and i have to tell myself that sometimes when i'm I'm knitting with a yarn that I've been kind of hoarding. But you have a lot of yarns that can't be replaced. Yeah. And that is tough because what project is worthy of them? Yeah, I think I got to make a 
a mid-year goal a mm. summer a big a summer summer goal a summer goal that the rest of the rest of this year besides the sweater which actually the yarn i'm using for the sweater is pretty nice but besides like besides it. this sweater well it's cashmere so it's not it's not it's shit but <laughs> i will make a big summer goal of for the rest of my projects going forward i will use nice yarn there you go and i'll keep the cheapo and plentiful yarn that i could get anywhere else to the side but that means that does mean that my christmas list just got a whole lot shorter because I am not making, because like I said, I do the Christmas <laughs> gift stuff, and I am not going to use my very, very special yarn for anybody. Mm-hmm. It's got to be. Me. I said any, like. Any, <laughs> she meant just anybody. <laughs> Drea, if you don't know that I love you at this I'm point. I'm very needy. I need to hear it. Okay, well, I love you, Drea. <laughs> just! <laughs> so... Honestly, until recently, uh, summer met. I full stopped on knitting because really? yes. no attention. No, no, not even. Sweaty um, hands. So yes, yeah. uh, I my hands get really sweaty all the mm-hmm. time. It, everybody hates me for it. I don't do a lot of handshakes. Um, don't know why, but in the summer when you add that to like the wool and whatnot, um, I would they would actually break out and peel, and yeah. it was very painful. Um, so I would just I've seen that happen. Yeah, it's it's really bad. It used to be really bad, but no, I would full stop on a lot of things to do with my hands, which meant I was awful, even more awful in the summer because I don't like the heat anyway. Because I was also bored because I couldn't do a lot. But then we got more like ACs and stuff, so I um, it became a little bit more. It's feasible. it's a little bit easier. Um, yeah. I still have to be a little bit careful. I can usually tell when I'm going to um. Start having problems. start having issues, and yeah. I'll just stop for a bit. Um, but yeah, so so I again just start. So right now I'm just pretty much working on the projects that I have worked on. Um, I just tend to work on them even shorter than usual if it's particularly warm out. Um, but again, ACs or straight on fans are nice, and they make that a little bit easier. Um, uh, my amigurumis are usually done with a cotton, and that's actually usually a lot easier to work with yeah. as well. Um, linen, I hear, is good, but I don't really, I'm not a big fan of the linen feel. It's got to be blended. It uh, has to be blended. Yeah, I was going to say, like, blended linen can be okay, um, but yeah, straight linen yarn, I'm I'm not a fan of. Um, it's also wicked hard to block. Yeah, so, um, but if you, like, that i do hear that it's it's um good for summer because it's very breathable yeah um but but yeah so that that's where i stand and you like silk i I do knit with silk a lot i do love silk that helps i like silk blends too but silk is real nice guys what about uh, traveling with your knitting you know going on vacation and and planning your, your knitting so even though the TSA says that you can um, you can knit on the plane, I always get very nervous. Same. Um, so I always bring like projects I don't care that much about in on the carry on, and my bluntest possible needles. Yeah, That's how I'll I usually, prepare on a flight. I'll usually switch to plastic. Yeah, which plastic. is not my favorite, but 
plastic w- or bamboo. For the Key West trip I did recently, um, I flew. Mm-hmm. And uh, I going down, I had a set of wood needles and a set of metal needles. And then I had a coming up uh, three sets of needles. I had three projects with me. I didn't, they didn't bother me either way. Yeah, I think a lot of the time it's it's the kind of luck of the, not even so much of the TSA agent, but also the people around you. Mm. Oh, I, I should also mention that I go through TSA pre-check, mm. which is a difference too, because you are less scru- scrutinized than mm. people yeah, going through been, regular. You've been vetted. Yeah. But I think it's, it's a lot like, um, same thing with jury duty. Mm. Um, oh, yeah. Jury duty is the same way. Like it, it's based, I, I called last summer. To see, because I, I had jury duty that I ended up not having to go to. And I wanted to bring my knitting because I am sit there with nothing else to do. And they said, well, it's really up to whoever's at the door. When you get in, um, they get to make the decision. And I think it could be the same. Like, it's not necessarily the same thing with TSA because technically you're supposed to be allowed. But if you get seated next to somebody on the plane that decides to make a fuss, you'll probably be asked to put it away. But the good news is they won't confiscate it. <laughs> what about packing your projects? Well, I usually have a separate suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> Just for your projects. She insures it. <laughs> I have a separate suitcase uh, for the yarn and projects. Uh, extra needles, notions. Oh, you got to um, have everything just yeah. in case yeah, on the plane. Anything. And I check it because it usually has, like, if you have scissors or something like that, yeah. like, you can't bring that oh, through yeah. TSA. Oh, yeah. So I typically. That goes into the checked luggage. Yes. So I have, like, a checked luggage for, like, that. And then I have my one to three projects that I bring with me. And then by the time we get there, Patrick's like, I don't understand why we needed to bring an entire yarn store. <laughs> listen, listen, you need variety. Well, I if, just I, don't if know. I'm going somewhere, I'll bring like my main project. Like if I were traveling right now, I would definitely bring the sweater that I'm working on. And then I would probably bring a hat and something else just in case I finish the hat. I, I also look ahead because I knew when we went to Key West that there was a yarn store down there and I wasn't sure if I was going to get the yarn and want to immediately Cast use on. it. Yeah. yeah. So I brought extra needles. You never know. It's got a plan. Yeah. Right now in my knitting bag, wherever I go, I have three projects. I've got the one I'm working on because it's generally pretty mindless and it's still very portable. I have Jazzagal, which is very mindless, but not very portable. And then I have the Namu cowl that is like, I need total concentration. I got to sit down with the charts and the cable needle and all that jazz. So you need to have variety. I mean, at some point, this sweater is not going to be like very transport friendly. No. But I am still going to bring this to work every day and knit at the lunch table. There you go. That's going to happen. I uh, bring stuff. And I don't touch it. <laughs> she no, she literally does. She brings projects and she doesn't open them once the entire vacation. Well, um, I guess the intention is there, and the intent is there. That's yep. half of anything, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yep. Never, not a single every stitch. single time. I bring multiple projects, not all knitting, but I'll I'll bring like. Okay, but to be fair, sometimes you do whip out the crochet. That's true. You do. Crochet is easy. But I don't think I've ever seen you knit on vacation. Not one no. single time. But you know what? If she I doesn't s- bring anything with her, it's going to be the one time that she's going to be like, man, I wish I brought. Uh, no. But I've spun on vacation. Yes. Before. That is true. The, we, that is true. We, we did bring um, spindles up to New Hampshire and we spun yep. in our cabin. 
night. <laughs> yep. So. We did do that. Hot date night. Listen, yeah, don't judge. I'm not. We were watching like <laughs> dinosaur movies. Even better. That sounds awesome. I was going to say that was like the, the night that I fell asleep at like eight o'clock because I was so tired from all the driving and you still didn't take your project out. I didn't. <laughs> what were I, you doing? I was playing Nako Atsumi. Because <laughs> <laughs> I really needed a Do- Mr. Don Gatto. Senor Don Gatto. Yeah. I kept missing him. I didn't get him till like four days after we got back. Like, just wasted. That was such a stupid game. I still have it. I can't get rid of it. <laughs> Well, no, you've got uh, no, but I did. Gato now. I did that. Yeah, I played. I played phone games. <laughs> but she didn't touch her project. I didn't. I don't even remember what I brought now. But I bring them, just in case. With the greatest of intentions. Like just, this doesn't know, happen. You never know. No, but I also think it's good to like have multiple projects depending on where you're going. Like if you're going somewhere where I don't know. I was, I was like, if there's a risk of losing it, but I'm like, what would that even be? It's not like you're going to take it parasailing. Maybe you would. I don't know. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? You could. I, I would mean, not. Hang gliding. You imagine you're up there, you're like parasailing and you're knitting and you just drop a needle. <laughs> Into the ocean. Into yes. the ocean. Like, Into the abyss. Welp. There goes that. Hang gliding and, and knitting and you well, drop it on a mountain somewhere. Realistically, <laughs> if you were like in a boat. Yeah. Yeah, and you just kind of like you were a little too close to the edge. You could drop, drop a needle that way. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. Probably shouldn't do double pointed needles on a boat. You know what? You would probably definitely that. lose stitch markers. Yeah, <laughs> those just, would go. Those would go flying. They'd be gone. They'd be gone. <laughs> like yeah, they I never almost, <coughs> even existed. I almost lost my uh, the little uh, double pointed needle topper. I I used that while we were going through TSA because mm. they told it said on the site if you ca- you ha- if you bring them you have to cap them. You that can't like have them loose in the bag. I did not know about that. Yeah, so I think maybe that's why I didn't have a problem because I capped all of the project's mm. needles. Is that just for um for double points or is that for every needle? No, it's it's like it's like a five or four or five needle cap, but I just I put I had three projects so i put two on one and one on the other no i mean like I the rule is it is the rule that you have to cap all needles or just all needles double yeah points? you're supposed to cap them all you know what i didn't know that but the last time i flew i know i had caps on so i yeah i fe- followed I, the rules inadvertently. i think that's that's when they're like oh these are knitting this is fine you yeah. know but like i it, have never capped my needles yeah in fact know. i've been stopped at tsa with like six needles in a yarn ball while I was making socks and I've had a TSA agent pull it out and they're like, what is this? <laughs> you should have been like, what do you think it is? Put them on the spot. Yeah, that goes really well. <laughs> when you do that to a TSA agent. And I knew he was going to question it because I saw it go through the, the screen. It looks bad. And it looks real bad. <laughs> is it really a yarn ball? Well, with stabbing needles throughout yeah, it. With, with yeah, all the needles it would, in it. Would, it yeah. I don't know. Like, those screens are so, like, they're so good now, and they're, they're all not. color. They're, they're not. not. Okay. They're not. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen that screen. Like, it can tell you what type of material it is, but you really can't get a visual of, like, what it is. Like, it'll say oh. if it's organic yeah. or or whatever, but, like, you really can't tell no. what it looks like. It's as good as an x-ray. So huh. he just, so he just pulls out this ball of yarn, and it looks like a porcupine because it's got so many needles <laughs> sticking out of it. And I'm like, it's just knitting. 
that is a sock. And he's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> ma'am, this is a ball with needles in it. <laughs> I almost lost that sock that night. I don't, that almost happened. Mm. I convinced him. So where have you guys knit on vacation? Like places. Where haven't I knit on vacation? I will knit on the beach. I will knit by the pool. I will knit at home. I'll knit outside. I'll knit at the park, at the restaurants. Where do you knit? Planes, trains, automobiles. You know, so here's the thing. I really haven't gone anywhere exotic on vacation in a very long time. Does Portugal count? Yeah. Okay, well, I've knit in Portugal on top of a balcony. Portugal is actually fantastic weather to knit in because it's a dry heat. Yeah, we haven't been anywhere outside of New England since, I think, our whole relationship. I think the most exotic place that I've ever knit is um, Florida. Ah, yes, the exotic Florida. The exotic yeah, Florida. Same. And let me tell you, it is not a dry heat no, down there. No, no. <laughs> it it's very humid. I knit in Florida and I knit inside. If in I could the, tell the central air. if I could tell you how many people walked by me while I was sitting by the pool outside in the humid heat with my knitting <laughs> and just looked at me with such disdain, like what are you doing? I wouldn't say disdain. I would probably say confusion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Confusion, shock, really. and awe. Shock. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's pretty pretty accurate. I crocheted in Spain. Did you really? Mm-hmm. That's cool. Not a lot, but some. Some, it counts. It counts. It counts. One stitch counts. No, it was at least, it was at least like a, a little like circle. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> were, you made, were you making a, a coaster for for little people? Like, no, I don't know what I was doing at the time, but I had it, and we were waiting for stuff to happen, and I was like, all right, I'm just gonna. Can't sit still. I'm just going to do this. God, I hate sitting still. I make a point, um, not necessarily about knitting, but when I go somewhere now, I try to visit the yarn store of the area. Oh, same. So, And I will also uh, look for a local yarn. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to like head to like a big chain. I'm going to go like try to find the... Oh, why would you buy the stuff that you can buy? Yeah. No, I want to go and see what the local delicacies are. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I was doing that for a while. I got some really nice yarn out in Colorado. I can't remember what it was, but it was local to that area. Was it when you went to Merino? What? You don't remember? You took a picture when you went to Colorado and it was a sign of Merino. There was an exit. And then you said, this is where all the yarn I like to knit comes (laughs) from. I don't remember that. No. Oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> it was on your road trip to Colorado. Oh, that's funny. I'm pretty sure you tagged us all in it. I probably did. That sounds so, like something I would do. Your expression just now was priceless. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's fun to... I like going to the local yarn stores um, just because it's fun to see what people prefer in different areas. Mm-hmm. Like in Florida, it was like all cottons. Oh, yeah. Like almost all. Yeah, why would you buy wool? It was like cotton and maybe some linen. And I think there was like one little like Ikea storage cube of wool. And then... um, (laughs) Must be tough knitting in the hotter states. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, even when in North Carolina, it was it was pretty hot, but it did get at least in North Carolina. I think it had a pretty good. um, It was a nice mix because you had you had a pretty pretty heavy summer like it was pretty hot during the summer but then 
that was only maybe like three months. And then like the rest of the year was like temperate. Mm-hmm. And and the worst it would get was like 32, 30. Yeah, so my aunt that. lives in uh, South Carolina and it she gets snow there sometimes. Yeah, it just, yeah, it depends on exactly where you are. But yeah. like if you live closer to the mountains in North Carolina, you get snow all the time, Yeah, especially in the winter months. But, um, but like where I was near Raleigh, it was... Is a pretty. It was actually pretty favorable to be knitting in North Carolina because most of the year was sweater weather. Sweater weather. Sweater weather. weather. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was kind of nice to be able, and and it was nice too because when you would go to like a fiber fest or whatever, it was like always good weather. Yeah. For but you know all you had to worry about was if it was raining or something, mm. but otherwise it was pretty good time. Like, what do you mean? You mean that. you don't like 70 degrees for Rhinebeck? No. I know. You got all your woolies on. And Hopefully you slowly it's start cooler to this year. Them. So the first year we this went, is it not was like a light 30 sweater. degrees. Yeah. This will not be a light sweater. Neither will mine. I'm going to wear it regardless. Yeah. But I am hoping that it will be cooler. At least crisp if it's not you wear it for the pictures and then you take it off no i will wear it the whole time oh dude i I'll, was I'll just wear sweat pads under my armpits and call I, it a day. So, i wore my my capelet last year and i think i lasted about an hour and i was dying i was so hot i will wear this with pride i'm gonna bang this out in like less than three months so I, i'm not going to not wear it <laughs> And that's all the time we have for this big summer blowout. For additional content and opportunities to connect with the cast, be sure to check out our Patreon or our website at pardonmystash.com. And remember to tune in next week for more laughs, love, and llamas at Pardon My Stash.